Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Ticket to Broadway, where Broadway meets Main Street. <laughs> Here's your host, my pal, David Alpert. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of E-Ticket to Broadway, where we ask the tough questions, like which Disney princess has the best belt, both in vocal production and fashion choices. I hope that you enjoyed this episode and all of the others, that it brings you joy and a connection to your fellow Broadway and Disney theme park enthusiasts. Please bring that joy and magic into your own communities, both in person and online. Are you following eTicket on Instagram? There you can connect even more. You can even pretend it's the Main Street City Hall in the Magic Kingdom. But instead of buttons, you get quality content like photos of our guests at the parks, interactive games and trivia, and a chance to submit questions for upcoming guests. If you're enjoying eTicket to Broadway, help us grow by sharing it with your community, leaving a positive review on Apple Podcasts, and subscribing to the podcast. And if you're able to, won't you consider supporting on Patreon? There are five different levels of giving and thank you gifts at each level. And a portion of all of the money raised goes directly to Gilana's Fund, working to make the world a better, more accepting, and inclusive place to be. On this episode, I'm joined by a Disney superstar. She first entered the Disney world when she was cast in On the Record, a touring show featuring the hits of the Disney catalog, which I saw with my sisters in East Lansing in college and was immediately obsessed with. Then she starred on Broadway as Belle in Beauty and the Beast before originating the role of Mary Poppins on Broadway. She's a regular at all of the top orchestras in the country and at Epcot's International Festival of the Arts. Lift up your umbrellas and prepare to step in time with Ashley Brown. Ashley Brown, welcome to E-Ticket to Broadway. This is so thrilling to have you a Disney superwoman as a guest. Thank you so much for your time. Of course, I'm happy to be here. And I want my intro to always have superwoman in it. Feels very powerful. Yeah, it's it's true though. Okay, so Ashley, you've starred in two Disney on Broadway musicals. You've sung in a Disneyland fireworks show. You're a frequent performer at Walt Disney World. But what I really want to talk about is how amazing you sound on the On the Record album. Oh, thank you. Because I am obsessed with that album. A change in me. Come on. <laughs> It got me through. I think it got me through a breakup. You sound so good. And when you sang in Be Our Guest. In Japanese? Yes. Come on. I know. I will never forget when they handed out, like, who sang what, who sung what language. I was like, are y'all kidding? Like, are you kidding me? Like, I get Japanese, like, the one, because I grew up as a classical singer, so I'm like, I've sung in pretty much every language but that. (laughs) But it was super fun to learn, and it got the biggest laugh in the show, so, I mean, I was, I was there for it. And truly, like, when, you know, this podcast is about Disney and Broadway, on the record is, like, a solid example of beautiful Broadway arrangements with the Disney catalog. It's, oh, it's, it's great. It was, you know, and I booked that, I mean, yeah. out of, right out of college, I was like two years old and it was like, I just was, I look back at that time and it was just like, I was in a dream. Like I still couldn't, I still can't believe that was my life and that was me. And 
got to sing all those songs. It was just such a dream. Coincidentally, when I worked at Disneyland in 2005, I had just seen it at Michigan State University. I was visiting my sister. And when I worked at Disney, I would walk to the park with my disc man and I would listen to On the Record. <laughs> I love that so much. You know, a fun fact about that change in me is when I went into Beauty and the Beast, I played Belle. That's where I made my actual Broadway debut. They put the, the change in me used to have a small ending in the show. But when I went in as the 15th Belle, yes. they added the big ending from On the Record to the Broadway show from that point on. That is so cool. I was I felt I was so honored because I'm like the show had the show at that point had been around for like 12 years and I'm like oh my gosh I love that I have like eight bars that are mine <laughs> yes of course it was a real honor and when they license the show out I'm sure they use that version yeah, they do you have affected every young woman playing oh, Belle I think they send it out now that they do like young they can make a choice because like oh sure you know not in high school like maybe everybody doesn't want to like sustain that note for 10 years <laughs> <laughs> you know it's funny susan egan is a has been a guest on this Love podcast her. Now, isn't she the best and now it's like everyone's the best it's great but she is she's a it's susan egan yeah come on now but i love i loved your change in me it's so oh, good um so ashley we have so much to talk about um and i just love that you and i share this love of disney parks and you have so much experience so we're going to jump right in so you are from florida mm-hmm. yes from gulf breeze florida near pensacola was disney always a part of your life growing up going to like being from florida actually because florida is the largest state ever in America. I mean, Disney is a good nine hours from where I was brought up. So actually growing up, I only went maybe three or four times because I mean, we're very Northwest Florida. So it was like quite a, quite a jaunt. It wasn't as next door as it's, as, as it sounds. But I mean, I, of course, you know, grew up with the movies and was obsessed with all of it, all the princesses and all the characters and everything. And every time I went, I still have a very vivid memory. Do you remember like your first, one of your first memories from the parks? Oh, I remember going through It's a Small World, which I'm sure is many young people's first memory. And, but I just remember it being massive. And I remember the smell of the water and all the things like the, all the senses. And and it's so weird. Like every time I go back, I'm like, oh my gosh, it just used to seem so much bigger because I was so much smaller. (laughs) (laughs) But the water still smells the same. And I think I'm like, oh my gosh, like how crazy that I grew up to work with the Shermans who wrote, it's a small world. I'm like, so sometimes I have those like full circle moments where I'm like, life is weird. Life is so weird, but like, we're going to come back to that, yeah. how you nonchalantly, I worked with the Sherman Brothers. I mean, come on. That's crazy. So you definitely grew up, though, loving Disney. You weren't a kid that was like, this is stupid. You you had oh, a love no, of it. I loved it. I used to make my family, I'm the youngest of four, and I used to make them rewatch all the movies until I had every line and every song memorized, and then we could move on. So. <laughs> Did you ever imagine that you would be performing at Disney World or, you know, mm-hmm. that wasn't... No, I had no idea I would be Disney material, honestly, ever, ever, ever. Oh, really? I just, not for any reason. I guess it just never crossed my mind that I would be like, you know, like Disney lady, you know. But I mean, I love it. And it's like, it suits my voice. It suits my personality. I mean, obviously, like, I guess that's why. Um, but that it all happened that way. But growing up, I never was, because I was always a tall girl and I always viewed the princesses as these little petite little things that like were five, two and like ran around on their little flats. And I was like, (laughs) I was like, I don't know if that'll ever be me. I've been five, seven since the fourth grade. 
you know? But luckily, I had a really big... Steve Blanchard was my beast, who was like 6'5", so it made me look petite. And Gavin Lee was 6'2", made me look, you know, I didn't tower over anybody. So, I mean, I, I, my leading man definitely helped me out. <laughs> Ashley, you do on the record, you know, this amazing Broadway style Disney show. Were there any songs that you sang in the show that you grew up loving or you had secretly prayed? Like, please let me sing the song in the show. Part of your world. Oh, yeah. That was when I sang that. I remember going like, wow, this is a true dream come true. And Reflection from Mulan. Those are probably my two because I didn't know it changed in me because it wasn't in the movie and it was just in the Broadway musical. So of course that I think left the show with changing me definitely being my favorite, but I think part of your world and just around the river bend. I mean, I had like the best songs ever. Like it's hard to choose, but if I had to, it'd probably be part of your world. Yeah. You were like, when I sang this in my living room as a kid, yeah, this is how I did it. And they were like, well, we're going to change it a little bit for this professional production. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so you do on the record and then you go on to make your Broadway debut as Belle. Is that, do you remember like what that was like on your opening night? Oh my gosh. It was, I remember like praying and hoping that it wouldn't be an out of body experience. I'm like, I mean, I kind of giggle when I say I worked my whole life for it because at that point I was 23. Um, <laughs> but leading up, I mean, I was like my dream come, like, I'm like, Ashley, like, this is it. Like, this is what you've been, this is what you want to do with your life. And it's actually happening in a dream role. I am not like random fork to the right. Like, I am like it. Like, I'm beauty and the beast. Like, I'm her. And I just remember saying that to myself in just such disbelief because I've always worked really hard, but I never, I've never been an entitled person. So I really did not expect any of this to come my way. I worked really hard and I knew I was a good singer, but at the same time, I'm like, so was everybody else in New York City. So like, why was it me? And so and everybody and their mother from my hometown came, my voice teacher, my drama teacher. I mean, it just was like a really big deal for my small town and well, for anybody. And I just remember being like, I just want to remember this. I just remember it. And on Broadway, when you replace, you only get three weeks of rehearsal. So it was like, you know, get it done. And so, but I remember it. And I just remember the cast really taking care of me, knowing it was my Broadway debut and that I was just being shoved in a show that had been open for 12 years. It was like a well-oiled machine. Um, but they were so supportive of me and, it, that made all the difference in the world and knowing all my people that have helped that helped me get there were in the audience it was just like I mean I still get choked up thinking about it it was just it was truly really like it was a once in a lifetime night do you specifically remember at the end of Be Our Guest the kick line and the pyrotechnics that was my favorite part what a great yeah. part oh my gosh and I was I got to do fan kicks with plates I mean it's just like <laughs> oh it was just all of it and so many people asked me like did you like playing that role or Mary better and I don't know. They were both so special because, you know, beauty, you only get one Broadway debut. And it was just like, I was her and that show. It's like, it's verbatim the movie. So I was like truly living my childhood dreams. And then Mary Poppins was so powerful because I got to create her, you know? So, I mean, I have just pros to both, obviously. Um, but yeah, that night was so amazing. And that I got to share it with all the people who helped me get there was pretty incredible. 
So let's talk Mary Poppins. Had you been a fan of the movie growing up? Oh, yeah. I, I used to mimic Julie Andrews all the time growing up. And Sound of Music was my favorite. And you know the old VHS? Yes. Because I'm only 20. So, <laughs> yeah. um, so I remember, you know, they had the intermission music and sound of, in the, I would be like, well, obviously everybody needs to watch me dance to this. Of course. So I made my family watch me make up a dance to intermiss- said intermission music. And so, of course, I was obsessed with Mary Poppins. And I mean, it's such a magical story because I feel like she is just this, this like a woman who you can't quite put your finger on. She's so magical and exciting and different and but so sure of herself. I think that's what I was so attracted to is it's like she was just like never apologized for anything. She just is who she is. And that's kind of me in that way. I'm just kind of like, take it or leave it. <laughs> It's so funny. I, I I just recently watched the movie with my nephews and, you know, they're super young, but watching it as an adult, you're like, I didn't pick up on all of this as oh, a kid. Yeah. It's wonderful. Mm-hmm. So you loved the movie. You find out you're going to be originating Mary Poppins on Broadway. Did you get a chance to meet Julie Andrews at some point in the process or at when? I did. You know, I mean... I I was doing beauty at the time. I auditioned like eight, nine times. I mean, oh gosh. I mean, I did everything but fly on my own, like fly without wires. I mean, because they had me, because she does. Mary Poppins never leaves the stage. She's never not talking, singing, or dancing, or watching. So the only time I was in my dressing room was intermission. So they really had to make sure I could really have the essence of her in all of those aspects of theater. Um, So it was a really long process booking the job. And then once I did, it was just like, it was so incredible. And I got so many amazing opportunities from that. And one of them was meeting Julie and I got to meet her. I was so nervous to meet her because when I really thought about it, I'm like, what do we really have in common? Like, what am I going to say? I don't want to be an idiot. And I didn't want to like take on my memorabilia and have her sign it. Like I didn't want to make her feel like an artifact. You know, I don't know. I just was very sensitive to this meeting and I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll just go old school and just talk to her and like not have her sign, not have her take a picture, just have her like us have like a safe, her feel safe, me not be like a complete like, can I, can I have some of you, you know, person. And it was really awesome. Like we just, she's so like exactly what you want her to be. I mean, she's just like, I remember there was like, it was in LA and it was, um, it was before this function that I was singing at and she was attending with Dick Van Dyke. And I mean, you name it, Bob Iger, like everybody. So, and I had to sing feed the birds for all these people. And I mean, that's just like the start of the people who were there. I mean, it was insane. Um, and I remember us, there was like a little cocktail gathering before the show. Um, and I just kind of remember everybody like hubbubbing and like I was performing. So obviously I was not having a cocktail. And, um, so we just lost, and I just remember this, like, hush comes over the room and I was like somebody about to talk or something and it was literally Julie just walking in in a navy pantsuit oh my gosh she just walked in and everybody's just she just has a thing and it's like even I think if she wasn't famous like she has a thing like and you just look and you're I'm like she must and she wasn't the only famous person being there but she was the only one that like parted the red sea (laughs) yeah you know what I mean she just was like oh my god and everybody was just like and she's just gorgeous and breathtaking and polite and sweet and she took so much time with me and she was like Ashley you know being Mary Poppins it's just you know it's quite a 
it's just quite a title to hold on to and you know I'll never not be Mary Poppins and you will never not be Mary Poppins you know and it's so true it's something that about Mary Poppins it's like no matter all the roles that she's played she's always gonna be Mary in so many people's eyes and I'm the same way and it's like it's such an honor to hold that title you know and obviously different scales I'm not saying I'm like Julie but sure because nobody's like Julie um, but yeah, it was, she's exactly who you want her to be. And she's kind of like abroad and you kind of like feel you can connect with her. She's just, she was, it was a really awesome meeting. I love that. I love that you created a safe space and it was just there. I, I got to meet her so briefly once and I think I muttered one sentence to her. And all I remember is that her eyes sparkled. Oh gosh. Yes. I was just like, she's magic. And I told her, I said, Navy's your color girl. Not that she needed to hear that from me, but. do you ever find yourself with your daughter like saying something and being like i think that was mary poppins speaking oh for sure oh my gosh there's so many times that i'm just like oh my gosh because she's just getting to the age where she's like going like oh my gosh that was my mom or oh my gosh like i see you know but if i ever like talk like mary i do an accent she goes can you start talking like mommy again? Like it kind of freaks her out a little bit. I think because I, I have the Mary Poppins like essence down that she's like, hold on a second. Yeah. (laughs) Not quite ready for that. (laughs) Now, Ashley, you shared an incredible story at Broadway con about one of your flights and Mary Poppins that we're not going to talk about here, but what was the, one of the craziest things that happened during your run on Broadway? Oh gosh. You know, doing something eight times a week is, you were asking for it. I mean, there's bloopers after bloopers. I mean, uh, and it's so, I mean, there's so many crazy things that happened. I mean, never where I felt unsafe or anything. It's just when you do something eight times a week and you are always at a hundred percent, like I always say, like I sometimes am just strong and wrong, Just, but I'm always going, I don't really have a filter because I think it's life theater. And I think some specials of Mary Poppins where I'm kind of in charge of everything so if anything with the set went wrong or anything with the music or anything that live theater like went wrong, it was basically up to me to fix it because I was the only one, only character who could pull that off. Yeah, for sure. To be like, I, cause I, if I say that's allowed to happen, then the audience buys it just because, I mean, I've done so many crazy things in the show already. Um, but I think, I mean, there were so many crazy things. I mean, the, one of the weirdest ones was when Mary Poppins was still open in London this was when we had just started previews. This our sets broke down at the same time with the same issue. Oh my gosh! Everybody was like, it was the only time in the entire run where I was there that we had to like send the audience home, and they had to do the same thing in London. It was like, it was weird. So that was crazy. That's when you both look up and you see Julie Andrews controlling you like in Lonely Goat Herd. <laughs> You know, it's like Julie Andrews, like looking down at your theaters. So you're like, we're not ready. Exactly. Oh, and you know, I did this thing where I went, there was, I think, 30 stairs. You know, we had a full two-story house on Broadway. And I did this thing with my character where I didn't look where I was going. So it looked like I kind of <laughs> glided. And it always got a great laugh. And I'll do, you know, pretty much anything for a laugh. And, you know, going up and gl- gliding through. Well, you know, sometimes when you're not looking, you go up the stairs eight times a week yep. and you're trying to glide. <laughs> And your toe catches. And so one time I slammed my, I like fell and the whole audience goes, (gasps) and as the typical actress I am, the first thing I thought was, well, at least they love me. Like, at least they're not like, yay, like Mary's down. But like, so they were like, oh good. Like they, I'm like, okay, they care. And I was like, I was, I will never forget. I was like just staring at the carpet going, 
how are you going to fix this? Like, how are you going to make them feel safe again? Because I knew I'd fall like literally flat on my face in front of 3000 people as Mary. And I got up and it came to me and I said, and thank goodness my mic was on. Cause I said, I said, practically and went <laughs> up the stairs and the audience died laughing. And it was like more on my side than ever. That is an amazing response. And so I remember being like, you know what? Just like, it's live. They just want to watch you recover. It's like why we like love watching, you know, people fall and like, how oh, yeah. are they going to recover? How are they going to get up? Like, how are they going to deal? <laughs> I love that. Well done. Well done. it's super famous in Wicked if there's like a no-fly show where like at the end of Act 1 if the mechanism to make Alphabet fly doesn't work was there a no-fly plan for the end of Mary Poppins where you just like held your umbrella and stood proudly downstage it was hideous oh no because it's like you, we have flight over the audience there's really no if it's you, the flight doesn't work I mean I can't just like walk down the aisle <laughs> I mean because I couldn't even like get down the aisle there weren't even steps but I'm, well, I'm always a team player and I'm like, y'all just tell me what to do because I'll do it. You know, like I'm not scared. I don't have an ego. Like let's do what, what do I need to do? And the first, <laughs> they, cause the music is like, nah, 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 nah. like, is this grand? Like key change. It's like so magical. And it's for like a three minute flight. So I would just like walk across the front of the stage nope. with my umbrella and I'm like, y'all, that can't, and they're like, well, what? I'm like, I don't know what the answer is, but I just feel like this can't be it. So I did that one time and I had the worst giggles and I'm sure the audience was like, <laughs> refund. Yeah, no kidding. But <laughs> I was like, y'all, I think we just have to cut to the bowels. Yeah. But but then they, I think then they ended up changing it because they thought it was pretty ridiculous too, where I didn't do anything, but like the, they gave the, because the, the family was there with Michael and Jane. And so I think they, they have those lines that they say like, um, au revoir, Mary Poppins till we meet again, blah, blah, blah. And so I think they did something where they like did their, like where they were pretending to see me fly, but it went quicker. And like the, it was like shorter music and like cut to the bows quicker. But I mean, it wasn't that, it wasn't cute. <laughs> You're just upstage with your umbrella, like poking around. Yeah, and I just knew the flight, how it feels, because obviously doing it eight times a week, I mean, I could tell, like, when I got lifted up off stage, I could tell in, like, one second if things were going to go awry. You can just feel it. It was just, like, kink, and you're just, like, and then you just see stage manager, and they're just, like, no go, no go. <laughs> so, Ashley, if Mary Poppins went to Walt Disney World, what do you think she would like the most? I, th- woo, I definitely think she would love the parade. And she would definitely need to sit in the train station okay. um, with her private guide. <laughs> yeah. She would definitely have a plaid vest. Um, absolutely have a plaid vest and a sensible boot. Always a sensible shoe. Yeah. Um, I think she would love the parade and the carousel. Yeah, obviously. the carousel. Yeah. You know. Say you're at Disney World with your friends and family and you get to bring one of those magic carpet bags with you. What would you pull out of it? Ooh, that's a really good question. I feel like I would love to pull out of my bag an air conditioner. Yes, for sure. Yes. <laughs> or one of those big fans with the squirters, you know, those yes. hot days. I would do that. 
and possibly like a fun picnic that you could set up an avatar like sure you know like in that i love that land it i know that's not what it's why am i blanking on pandora pandora jeez um and like just like you know sit on a blanket and have a picnic with my friends and family I always wonder, because when I was growing up, we'd always like pack the backpacks. And I remember the first time I went as an adult, I was like, I can get away with just like a fanny pack. I don't oh, need yeah. everything. Oh, yeah. I used to do that. Now I have a four-year-old and honey, I do need yeah, a magic cover back. Because honey, <laughs> you got you to gotta have all the things. <laughs> you got to get everything. Ashley, in my research, I found that in 2009, you starred in the world symphonic premiere of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, a symphonic retelling at the uh, Disney Concert Hall. What was that like to be the OG princess? Oh, gosh, it was so amazing because we got to use the original orchestrations from the movie. And so I got to see the actual charts like like the music I was given had like original writing on it. Like they were, ba- they, it was like the first time they're like, you cannot keep this. This is for, for you to learn and you have to take care. Like I couldn't take it home. Like it was like really, I've never had that experience. And just, you know, the old movies, the, the orchestrations are just so full. I mean, it was, I think it was like written for like over a hundred pieces or maybe some of the pieces were doubled, but I mean, it is like, Oh, it is so full. And even like, cause I sing with orchestras all over the world and still I, no one can chart a song that full right now. Like it does, it was just incredible. And it was kind of, we did it at Walt Disney Music Hall in LA and it was, uh, it was not, it was a kind of like a stage. Like we had, like, it was like, like it wasn't, we didn't have choreography or dance or anything. Like we had like little hints of it, but it was more just like, hear this gorgeous score live for the first time and since the movie. It was pretty amazing. But it was interesting trying to find, because I remember like, you know what I mean? It was like those sweet voices. And I'm like, do y'all want me to like mimic that? Or like, and so they were like, find a happy medium where you're not like Mary being, because I was like in the thick of Mary Poppins at that point. So there, I was like, had to like retrain my muscle to like not always be her. So trying to like find that happy medium because they're like, we also don't want to like poke fun at it. So I didn't want to, cause I can mimic it, but like, so I kind of found like just Ashley and Snow White, like the, a mixture of it. So it was, it was really cool to work on. You forget how beautiful that music is. It's, oh my it's one of, it's my favorite, but I'm definitely going to put that in my back pocket that you can do a good Snow White impression. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold on to that. It's all about that fast vibrato, honey. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Okay, so this amazing Broadway career, on the record, you know, Beauty and the Beast, Mary Poppins. Then let's talk about A Kiss Goodnight. So this was a song that was kind of the outro to the fireworks for the Disneyland 60th, written by Richard Sherman. Mm -hmm. How did that come about? Well, Chris Montan, who works for um, Disney Records, or did, and he did on the record with me. And so the Disney family, as you know, is so, so close. And um, so he contacted my team and was like, look, you know, we're celebrating 60 years of Disneyland. Richard Sherman has written this new song and we think Ashley would be a perfect fit. We know how close they are. It's such a great relationship. And what's cool about it is Richard wrote the, the music and the lyrics, which, you know, used to him and his brother did that together. Um, so that was a really special thing to be a part of, um, not to mention just being 
you know, six being the voice of 60 years and working with Richard and that whole team again was so amazing. And I have to say it was up there with like my Broadway debut, like being there with my family and like knowing that like that was me singing. And so many people were like, who is that? Who is that? And my mother was like, it's her. It's her. I was like, mommy. (laughs) I was like, let him Shazam it. Like, let's not like, don't embarrass me. But I mean, I've had tears in my eyes because of like, not because I sounded so great, but like, because like my fan, I got to experience that with my family. And like, it was one of those moments where I was like, mom, thank you so much for like letting me go to voice lessons and choir and like running me around all of kingdom come for my whole life for all the drama, like all my drama and the shows. And, you know, she just was so busy. My, both of my parents were like making sure I was, cause they don't do Nobody in my family does what I do. So they were just like, okay. They just like supported me and they had no idea what we, we had no idea what we were doing. <laughs> so it was one of those moments where I was like, gosh, thank you. That This was a really cool thing to share with you. And like, it was much of a gift. I got more tears because I'm like, at least they see that like what they did for me is paid off. Yeah. It's so, so cool. It was I mean, really special. I, you got to be a voice at Disneyland that I know, like, come thousands on. of people heard, especially after one of the most iconic moments of their day. I know. You know? It That's was so really cool. special. Ashley, I've actually never told you this, but you are the reason that I met Richard Sherman. And I've never told How's you this. How's that? So I was in LA rehearsing for the If Then tour. And you were opening Sound and Music at the Amundsen. Mm-hmm. And I went to your opening night and he was there because yes. he was there to support you. And while we're backstage, I'd done a show at the Amundsen the year before and I was backstage. And I don't think he's quite recognizable to the average person. But when you love Disneyland, I was like, oh, oh my yeah. God, that's Richard Sherman. And I went over and I, I think all I said was thank you for writing the soundtrack to my childhood or something. Oh. And he was so kind. And he is the sweetest man you will ever, ever meet. And he is genuine and so, like, not affected at all. Like, he could be such a jerk if he wanted to. He's just, like, the furthest thing from it. You know, he's had so much success. And he's written the soundtrack to everyone's lives. And he's just had, and he's just sweet, sweet, giving, warm. Him and his wife, Elizabeth, are just some of the best people I've ever met. Oh, silly. We'll be right back. Oh, what's the big idea with these commercials? With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. So, Ashley, here is your fast pass answers. I'm going to put 30 seconds on the clock after I ask the first question. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, here we go. Ashley Brown, what is your favorite ride? Um, The Avatar. Name a song from Mary Poppins. Spoonful of Sugar. Favorite country in Epcot? Mexico. Name a Pixar character. Uh, Woody. Favorite snack in the parks? Corn dog. Name a song by the Sherman Brothers. 
supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Time. Well done. <laughs> if you had chosen I a different song. I love me a song, family feud. I yeah. love me a family feud. If you had chosen a different song, you would have had one more question. But you chose the song that oh, takes shoot. you a few seconds to answer. Well done. <laughs> I guess I could have said supercal. Sure. That was exciting. That was. That was well done. Very exciting. Got my brain working. <laughs> Ashley, here is your next game. It's called How Many Spoonfuls of Sugar? I'm going to say two different food items you can enjoy at the Disney parks, and your job is to tell me which of the two choices has more grams of sugar. Okay? Oh, gosh. So, again, I'm going to give you two food options from the parks, and you're going to say this one has more grams of sugar in it. Okay. And before anyone gets mad at me, all this information comes from MyFitnessPal, which I have used. It's totally legit. (laughs) So if you eat any of these, you're going to lose weight. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. How many spoonfuls of sugar? Turkey leg or cotton candy? Which one has more grams of sugar? Cotton candy. You are right. It has 28 grams of sugar. And turkey legs have zero. Really? They don't even do like a glaze? No, but they have 1,700 calories. That's where they get you. (laughs) Do they fry it? What do they do? How does a meat have that many calories? It is Disney magic. And we're going to let them do it. I've actually never had a turkey leg. I mean, is that including if you eat the bone? Like, <laughs> that's a lot of calories for me. It includes the bone and everyone around you in line. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's your next one. How many spoonfuls of sugar? Churros or Dole Whips? Churros. That is what I would think, but it's actually Dole Whips. Dole Whips have really? 17 grams of sugar. Churros only have two. Well, heck, that's same as an apple. <laughs> well, funny you should say that because how many spoonfuls of sugar? A caramel apple or a frozen banana? Frozen banana. It's the apple with 76 oh my God, grams. I'm really well, I was thinking, is the, I thought the banana was chocolate covered, but it's not. It is. It first, is. Oh. 16 grams of sugar. And you were not failing. You got that first one right, right out of the gate. That's right. I like and where you're your gonna, at. We're going to come back. Um, here's your <laughs> next one. Corn dog or Mickey pretzels? Has more sugar. Has more sugar. Ooh, I'd say corn dog. And if you didn't say corn dog, what would you say? I would say pretzel. Yes, it is pretzel. You're right. <laughs> With 3.3 grams. Corn dog, zero sugar. So if that's your favorite snack. Well, I was going to say pretzel. And then when you told me the turkey leg had, you know, so much, I was thinking, well, that has a meat. So maybe it's higher than we think. That was my thought process. That is a fascinating thought process. <laughs> <laughs> you, didn't, you did say practically. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I said practically. <laughs> Okay, here's your final one. How many spoonfuls of sugar? And this one features my favorite, which is a Mickey ice cream sandwich or the premium Nestle Mickey ice cream bar. I'd say ice cream sandwich. It is not, but this one's close. (laughs) It's the ice cream bar, which has 19 grams. The sandwich is 14, so super close. So, soup's close. Soup's close. You know what they say, a spoonful of sugar... Helps the medicine go down. <laughs> and potentially can lead to diabetes. Absolutely. This is serious. Grab that apple. Grab that Grab apple. Grab that apple. We do encourage healthy eating. Yes. But you know what, Disney, you're just like, whatever. 
I know. Vacay. Now let's hear from some of you, huh? So Ashley, we put the call out on social media and your fans came running with a lot of questions. So here we go. Maddie underscore Heckman asks, what's your favorite thing to do in your free time when you're singing in Festival of the Arts? Ooh, I love going to the parks with my friends and family. I usually have everybody there um, and we just go after it. I love just this past time we stayed at the Riviera and I just love hanging out by the pool because, you know, living in New York, it's in February. I'm all <laughs> like, I'm so happy to get out of here that being in Orlando, I just love being outdoors and all my free time. Emily Ryan Likes asks, how did you first get discovered by Disney? <laughs> That's one of my good friends. That's hilarious. Oh, really? I am. I am. Um, <laughs> Does she know this answer? Yes. Well, tell us um, all. Well, maybe she doesn't remember. Maybe she doesn't remember. I heard it's a tale um, as old as time. I think it definitely is. Um, it was through my senior showcase out of um, the Cincinnati Conservatory of Music. I went there and um, Tara Rubin, the casting director, called and out of my senior showcase and was like, so there's this musical, but they're in final callbacks. It's just called On the Record, We Want to See You. But I had, don't have an agent at this point. I was just like starting to meet agents. And so anyways, long story long, I went in like in the final callback week. And I went in three different times. And at first I was a disaster. <laughs> and then, um, but the good thing is, is my character was supposed to be this really green, had zero experience, nervous Nelly. And I'm like, well... Lord knows that's exactly what I, who I was at that point. So that was kind of my intro to Disney. And then after that, I mean, I always auditioned for every part I ever got. So many people are like, oh, you got you. Yeah. I'm like, honey, I wish they handed that to me, but <laughs> it's hard work. No go with Disney. <laughs> ADZ harps underscore 90 asks, mm. what was it like getting to play both Belle and Mary Poppins? I mean, it was it was such a dream come true. You know, it was, you know, playing Belle was, you know, just a childhood dream come true because I was so obsessed with the movie and I always loved her. Cause she was like the brunette princess, you know, and it just kind of prepped me to do eight shows a week on Broadway and what that really meant. And then just, I mean, I was completely content with that. And then the fact that, you know, Mary Poppins came away and I got to originate a role and especially originate a role that was so iconic um, sometimes when I talk about my life, I'm like, I can't believe that is me. <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. You know, I mean, I hate to sound so silly about it, but I mean, and I hate to keep saying the word dream, but it's what I worked my whole life to do. And I feel really fortunate that it happened for me. I don't take it for granted at all because I know how hard this business is and how few and far between that, that happens to people. And so I feel very, very grateful. This question came from two accounts, Yael dot underscore Carmel and Moira dot Avery. I want to get it all right. Asks, what was your favorite song to perform in Mary Poppins? It changed a lot because, you know, doing something eight shows a week, like some nights I would look forward to different parts of the show. But I think what always really stood with me is Feed the Birds. It was and Chim Chimney, because I feel like they were the most still moments of that show. There are the moments of like true, real, I mean, everything is connected, but it was a moment where everything just kind of like 
because you know it's a spoonful of sugar, practically perfect, super cow, step in time, da -da -da -da. and those are the two moments where, um, you know, it just slowed down a bit, and it was a moment where you saw Mary be um, vulnerable, well, as vulnerable as she gets, which is not very, but, you know, it was her one-on-one -on -one time with Bert, and it was her one-on-one -on -one time with uh, the bird lady and showing the children you know, how to look within and how to not judge a book by its cover. And I just think, and never to judge people ever, ever, ever. And, um, so I think those are probably my two favorite moments, even though I really didn't even sing a whole lot of feed the birds in the show. It was mostly the bird woman. Final question. Claire seven one zero nine asks, what's the role you would most love to play? Oof. Um, it's hard because I've, I kind of go back and forth about like, do what I want to create a new, a new role. I mean, there was a time where I really wanted to be Elphaba, um, where I just wanted to give it a shot and see if I could like do something like completely different than what I've been doing. Um, but I think now, I mean, I, I mean, I always loved like Roman holiday. I was really hoping that would take off. I did the, a few of the readings in the beginning. Um, and so I mean, that would be something I would love to play. I think it would be something f I would love to play a comedic part. I would love, you know, I would love, you know, another one I would love to do is Waitress. I would love to play. Um, now I'm blanking on her name. But Jenna. You know what I mean? The lead in, yeah, Jenna and Waitress. I was so moved by that show and I love the music. Um, but I think I would love my next role to be funny. And yeah, I don't know what that means. I know that's not a very clear answer to her question. So I think because I'm kind of like open now. I'm just, I think I'm in a different part of my life where it's like, I'm kind of like, I'm not the little bell or any anymore, you know, I'm not the young, young, young ingenue. I'm still young, but just <laughs> yes. not like young and can like run around in flats. Like I said earlier, <laughs> <laughs> I need a sensible heel. It's time for some tough choices. Let's play Tweedledee or Tweedledum. Ashley, here is your Tweedledee or Tweedledum. I'm going to give you two options and you just let me know which one you prefer. Okay. Okay, so Tweedledee or Tweedledum, Step in Time or Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious? Step in Time. I'm with you there. I love Step in Time. Me too. I love to dance. I loved that dance that we did in the show too. Super fun. Do you ever wake up in the middle of the night spelling Supercali? Like oh, it just I will work. be on my deathbed and still know how to do that choreography. It is yes. so ingrained in my body. I will never forget how to do those letters or how to say it backwards or how to spell it. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Tweedledee or Tweedledum, Tower of Terror or Expedition Everest? Expedition Everest. Okay. There it is. That's it? Oh, no, no, there's one more. I just love how oh. simple your answer was. Yeah, I'm just like, I mean, I like Tower of Terror, like, I'm because I like falling and like, I like all that stuff. <laughs> I like falling. <laughs> I love when my elevator doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> No, but if I had to choose, I think, because I love a roller coaster. Tweedledee or Tweedledum, Jane and Michael Banks or Lumiere and Cogsworth? Oh, that's hard. I think Lumiere and Cogsworth make me laugh harder. Oh, so for I'll sure. Them. Sure, yeah. Do Jane and Michael Banks have any comedy? They do, but it was more just like them being like, I don't, because I had to fix them. So I don't mean this ugly, but like in the beginning, like they were so bratty and yeah, like yeah. whiny. So it kind of like got, it got good laughs. And then when they were like that and I corrected them, it got good laughs. So like the brattier they were, like the more like the comedy worked. And I, I mean, it's so fun. Like, I mean, we had 
you know, because we went through so many Janes and Michaels because they grow up and they get too tall. And I didn't want to be like, Jane. You know? <laughs> yeah. And so that so many of them were so special to me. And I love watching, like seeing who they've become. And, you know, it was just, there's just so many precious people I came across, the, those kids. I mean, it was just, it's so, it was so sweet. So that's a hard one to choose. <laughs> Final Tweedledee or Tweedledum, Adventureland or Frontierland? Frontierland. Like a you're more Big Thunder. Yeah, I'm yeah. like all love Big Thunder Mountain, and I just love, like that reminds me of being a kid. Like I just really? remember that. Yeah, like that land. I just remember walking through it. It like when I go through it, it's like just time warp, and I kind of like it. I love that. I love Big Thunder. Me too. So, Ashley, we've talked so much about uh, Walt Disney World. Have you been to Disneyland a lot? I have. You know, I not as much as I've been to World, but especially when I did recorded the 60th anniversary song, I was brought out there a lot. Sure. Um, I, I mean, that the park is so charming. I love that, you know, because they, it was the first, obviously. Yes. And so there's something like you can just knowing that Walt actually saw all that was pretty cool. Um and just kind of seeing that has so much history and that you can do all of it in one day if you want. <laughs> you know, it's like world. I mean, that takes like a, a hot second. Um, and so I like how like dainty land feels. Dainty? No, but I hear you. Dainty. I totally hear you. Yeah. As someone that loves roller coasters, did you go on the Incredicoaster or California Screaming, depending on when you went? Oh, California Screaming. Yeah. Oh, actually, no, I've been on the credit. Yes, I've done love. I even got my mom on there. You she did. Like, I yes. love it. Loves it. So Ashley, the next time you go to the parks, what's the first thing you're going to do? Oh my gosh. I hug everybody. I'm a hugger. Um, first thing I do when I go to the parks, Space Mountain. Yes. <laughs> I think that might be like my all time. Space thing. Mountain is great. I mean, you cannot beat it. And just like, I mean, honestly, being down there, because most of the time, like the longest period of time I'm down there is for the Epcot, the Festival of the Arts. And so just, it just is such a special time, not only being a part of that, the arts festival that we kind of were the part of the first year and how much it, I've like kind of watched it grow into something like, I mean, not just us, I'm just saying like all of it, you know, the whole festival has just become so magical and we love being a part and like enjoying the synergy between Disney on Broadway and Disney theme parks. It's awesome. Um, but it just, it's all about like seeing people that keep coming back and out year after year after year, sometimes every single night. Um, I love, and it just, and it's all my family always drives down from Pensacola. So that's always really special. So I think it's just such a time of family and, and fans and like just seeing everybody, like that's what I would, I look forward to the most. It's just like everybody being happy to see each other. And like, I'm like, I can't believe I will miss, like, I kind of miss like being sweaty in a packed park. <laughs> <laughs> Cause like when all that, you know, it's like, I kind of just miss all that, but it'll happen again. We'll be there. You're right. You know, we'll be back to, to what it was. And I'm excited about that. It's amazing. Well, Ashley, thank you so much for your time and your incredible stories. This has been so much fun to talk with you. So fun. I enjoyed every minute. You're the best. Thank you. And we'll see you at the parks. Okay.
you real soon on the next episode. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.